For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Spirit Radio Podcasts. You know, as a journalist, every so often you get to interview someone where you just, you're really left with an imprint, you know, of just the the impact that that interview has had on you. And that's certainly the experience I had when I was lucky enough to get to interview a number of years ago, former Taoiseach John Bruton, about a book that he had written called Faith in Politics. And for me, it was just so encouraging to see such an incredible man who'd done so much in Irish politics, um, but also talk about his faith in that way. And today we hear the very sad news that John died following a long illness at 76 years of age and on the line to reflect a little bit on his life, his legacy and indeed his faith. I have author and journalist Michael Kelly with us on the line. Michael, tell us a little bit about John and just his contribution, particularly in Irish politics. Sure, Wendy, it's a a very sad day and I mean, my goodness, uh, gone at 76, it's young by the standards of today, but I mean, John Bruton was a colossus of a man, really. He leaves behind uh, a huge legacy. Um, he perhaps was one of the last people in Irish politics, certainly I would say the last to serve as Taoiseach, who was really a person of ideas. Uh, he really wanted to engage with big things. I mean, John Bruton didn't have a superficial bone in, in his body, and that came to politics, that came to faith that came to moral issues, that came to European integration, uh, relations with the, the, the United States. He really was somebody who wanted to grapple with and engage with, uh, with, with bigger questions. And, you know, over the years since, uh, since he left, uh, left politics or left elected politics, because he never really left public life really up until when he got sick, he was still appearing on programs. And, you know, I know he spoke at the, the pro-life campaign dinner just a couple of years ago. Uh, in Dublin as well, and the pro-life issue was something he was uh, very, very passionate about. But John Burton was a man who occupied politics before an era of spin, before sound bites, uh, you know, before uh, politicians being coached from within an inch of their life for media interviews, and that sometimes got him in trouble. I mean, some of the anecdotes that will be recalled around the time of his passing will be some of those times in front of a microphone when he did get himself into trouble, but he never minded that because he was somebody who wanted to uh, wanted to speak his mind. He was also someone who knew that politics ultimately was not a popularity contest or a beauty contest, but it was a contest of ideas, and he had very, very strong ideas about uh, you know what he thought was uh, was good for the for the common good of society that was very much based on uh, Christian democratic principles. He really had this uh, very strong conviction that it was the job of a Taoiseach, the job of all politicians, in fact, to govern on behalf of uh, all of the people and try to improve the lives of the people. And you see that in his engagement on the uh, the Northern Ireland peace process, as well, at a time when you know, let's face it. In the South, there were very, very few votes in getting involved in the the Northern Ireland peace process. But he had the firm conviction that it was the right thing to do. Uh, He had seen the the devastation that had gone on uh, in Northern Ireland and how that had affected the the entire island and how that had affected 
relations. So he put his shoulder to the wheel on that and uh, worked very, very hard in laying the foundations for what later became under Bertie Ahern and Tony Blair, the, the Good Friday Agreement. So a, a, a very sad day and uh, I, I think a man who will be uh, w- w- will be lauded today and looked back yeah, on and I'm today seeing, very, very fondly I, I, I'm seeing, Michael, just, uh, you know, floods of contributions, many of them coming from various political leaders just talking about the the huge contribution that John made in Irish political life and as you, uh, things that you've mentioned, like the peace process. But one of the things that sadly doesn't happen enough these days, I mean, the word honour, he's an honourable man, as I'm seeing it many times here as yeah. I'm looking at just different politicians um, giving their condolences. Honour, and but also faith. I mean, he talked about his faith openly. He wasn't afraid to kind of talk about his kind of moral standing on things. That's something that's some would say is missing in Irish politics today. Yes, very much so. And uh, he very much conceived of uh, Fiddy Gael in that Christian democratic tradition as well, that people in Europe would be would be much more familiar with. I mean, the group that Fiddy Gael sits with in the European Parliament is known as the Christian Democrats. But yet Christian democracy is something that is decidedly out of fashion in today's Fine Gael. And that was something that uh, disappointed and uh, upset John greatly. I suppose one of the one of the last vestiges of that within Fine Gael would have been former Minister Lucinda Creighton, who very much would have held to that vision as well. John was proud to wear his faith on his sleeve, not in any kind of uh, preachy way or dogmatic way or anything like that, but it was something that meant a lot to him. And he profoundly engaged with it as well. Again, it wasn't a superficial faith. It was something he, he, he read about, something he reflected about uh, greatly, and something that uh, he really wanted to uh, he really wanted to share with people. Uh, it was something that he had a very strong conviction about, and a strong conviction that faith was good for, uh, good for society. And if you look at some of his speeches, any of his speeches were touching on issues like that. And again, this, uh, this contest, uh, of ideas, and he was someone, someone who was very committed to this uh, church-state dialogue as well. I know he, he went to the Vatican along with other European politicians on numerous occasions, and he was very engaged with this idea about, you know, what sort of Europe, what, what's, what's the soul of Europe, what are we creating, and uh, John very much felt that that should be based on our Judeo-Christian Roots, while of course being uh, being open to people of uh, of all kinds of other traditions, so that faith element uh, is something that certainly isn't as present in politics today uh, as it would have been in the past. And John wore it very lightly, and it was something that came uh, very very natural to him. Just that idea of service came very much from his deep and profound Catholic faith. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the show today to reflect on the life, legacy and faith of former Taoiseach John Bruton, who has died today. And of course, our condolences, our thoughts and of course, our prayers go with John and his family as well. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.